Texas Ranger. Subject: Interview with Corey Cantaloupe. Body: On 8/16/2023, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80, was tasked with the mission of interviewing the awesome Corey Cantaloupe, famous for his sculpting work on the Hasbro GI Joe Classified series and now Skeletron and Boss Fight Studio. Here's what we could show you from that G14 classified recording. Access granted. Hello and welcome to the Full Force Redacted, brought to you by General Joe's Reborn.com with me, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. On the show today, we have a sculptor who has worked on so many awesome brands over the years, including Power Rangers, the G.I. Joe Classified series. He's currently working on a number of different projects with numerous companies, including Skeletron and Boss Fight Studio. Corey Cantaloupe. Thank you so much for spending the time to do this with me. How are you doing, my good man? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, excited to be on the podcast. Uh, you know, we've known each other for a while, so I'm glad I can, uh, you know, officially be be part of the the show. Yeah, yeah. Show. yeah. You're, you're a well. Now you're going to be a guest host, uh, and we're going to get you on all the time. Now that's you've let yourself in for for a tough right. time there. But also, <laughs> see, guys, I told you he was my friend. I told you I hey. knew him. <laughs> I've just been saying yep, this whole yep. time. Yeah, Corey. I know Corey, and everyone's like, whatever, mate. Um, yeah, it's one of those situations. Um, anyway, mate, great to have you on. I've been saying your surname mm-hmm. the, in- the incorrect way ever for forever, and I feel terrible for it. <laughs> Um, totally fine. Go ahead and confirm your proper name, please, or how to say it. Uh, yes, my name is Corey Cantaloupe. Um, but if you put a Cantaloupe on there, eh, I won't complain. I've been doing that for <laughs> I've been doing that for ages. Um, so totally I feel fine. terrible. Uh, and I, I blimmin' knew him, and I got it wrong, guys. What the hell's wrong with me? Um, anyway, look, an amazing scene behind you as well, by the way. That's an incredible uh, layout. Thank you. Uh, this is my Mythic Legions collection. Uh, the, the Legions figures have had me hooked for a long time. I can uh, see. And, uh, I'm a bit obsessed. Um, but also, this is, uh, you know, we recently moved to a new house, and so this is my new office set up, and so I'm still getting the rest of my collection set up as well. Um, but... Uh, I wanted these to have a place of prominence for me. They look in constant inspiration. Look incredible uh, behind you, you there. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a line I've never really got into, but um, it's one from mm. like one I admire from a distance and just be like, that's some pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, yeah lovely stuff. It's a slippery slope, uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I didn't get in on the first two Kickstarters, uh, and then you know I picked up one actually, uh, Arathir the fire-headed demon here nice uh it was the one that was like all right well i gotta get that one and uh now it's this so <laughs> that was just a week ago guys uh and now yep. look look at it uh yeah that's amazing well welcome to the show mate we've it's been too long yeah, we've, no we've wanted we've wanted to, we've had you on once actually we had you on a long time ago yes. uh, yeah when... yeah once with me and lenny yeah, that was a that was a great show. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can get into some like details about that. Obviously, there's the the things we shouldn't talk about, which we'll probably talk about. Uh, you know what I'm talking yep. about. Uh, <laughs> the, the the sore subjects that we'll probably have to cover, but you know what I mean. We'll get through of it. We'll get. I'll, yeah, I'll be gentle. Fine. I'll be gentle. I'm not going. <laughs> um let's start though because for anyone that doesn't know who you are uh let's start with a little bit of background like how did you get i mean you're a sculptor uh by trade Mm -hmm. aren't you Mm -hmm. um how did you get into that and like how has that kind of developed over the years 
Sure. Uh, That's a deep question, the, isn't it? The, <laughs> the, the long and short of it uh, is uh, in college, uh, I went to Columbus College of Art and Design in Columbus, Ohio. And I was uh, planning on going into comic book illustration. Uh, you know, I've been a big fan of comic books, you know, and cartoons, video games, and of course, action figures for all my life. What, um, sort, what sort of comics were like uh, back then? What were the sort of comics you were into back then that got you into wanting to do that? I had actually inherited a collection of nearly a thousand Marvel comics from my uncle that was like really in the sweet spot of like a 1983 to like 86. Nice. Um, And so he, he gave those to me when he, you know, aged out of it, you know, so that was my introduction to Marvel comics, you know, and just comic reading. Uh, And then, you know, the, the nineties X-Men, Spider-Man, you know, those were, very near and dear to me uh yeah then that you know got me continue reading comics um ultimate spider-man was one of the you know my ultimate favorites ultimate 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 <laughs> and, favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, amazing and uh, See what did that? uh yeah thank you um <laughs> i don't know why i do this with you but that's fine there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of these puns i'm sorry every oh, single time good good yeah so in any case i was going to school for comic illustration um but I had started collecting action figures, particularly the Marvel Legends line, yeah. uh, when I was in high school. Um, and so I already had a decent toy collection, you know, through college. Yeah. Um, and then my junior year, I went to Star Wars Celebration. Ooh. I think it was four, I think. Yeah. And I went there with uh, a couple of my friends and... Um, they had David Venemeyer was there and he was doing a little sculpting presentation just in the Hasbro booth. Nice. Uh, and that was my first moment of like, wait a second, making toys can be the job. You know, you don't have to do, you know, comics or cartoons, the things around it, like that could be it, which is ridiculous in retrospect to be like, obviously someone is making these things. I'm the same. You know? I didn't, um, yeah. I, I didn't even think yep. these things existed until later years. Absolutely. Right. And yeah, so I, I met Dave, uh, you know, and we started chatting, he introduced me to, you know, what the wax sculpting was and whatnot. Um, you know, and, uh, I told him like, you know, I'm a student at Columbus college of art and design. And right then he was like, oh yeah, we recently hired someone that went to CCAD, uh, you know, and his name was Chris Dern. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know who that was, but, uh, you know, there was a little connection. So after the convention, I went back to school and I was talking to one of my sculpture uh, professors and, you know, I was like, hey, Hasbro sculpts in this wax. I want to be able to get some wax to start playing with. And, you know, uh, it, it was probably two months later, uh, <laughs> David Venemeyer, Chris Dern, and one of the other Hasbro sculptors was at the school um, and they put on a uh, sculpting uh, you know, a, a primarily sculpting, but also toy design, you know, seminar, um, and essentially a competition. Um, and so Chris Dern, who was the director of sculpting at the time, uh, he was the alumni at CCAD. And so he wanted to set this up with his alma mater. And so they came, they gave a little presentation. This is how you sculpt and wax. This is how you do articulation, blah, blah. blah. And then they're like, we're going to come back in three months and you need to have a character designed, you know, so you need 2D design drawings uh, and you need to have a finished wax sculpt and it needs to have at least five points of articulation. And I was like, this is it. You know, I'm going to 
dump my whole heart into this yeah. uh and i was collecting marvel legends at the time so by the end uh i did you know a figure who had alternate heads uh it, it was a x-men inspired character and so he had a masked head and an unmasked head uh and i gave him these superpowers you know it's fine whatever but uh then i gave him 27 points of articulation nice. <laughs> um because that's <laughs> You know, I, I have loved articulation from the beginning. So they were impressed enough with that. Um, I, you know, I uh, I don't have the actual sculpt anymore, but I still have images of it. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, clearly they saw something because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but realistically, that was my first adventure That's into sculpting amazing. at all. You then never you'd uh, never really made anything with your hands like that before. Kind of. Kind no, of no. You know, I mean, I've done like some construction-y stuff you know and i obviously play with action figures and made little you know cardboard play sets for myself you know when i was younger and such but right. uh no i didn't really get into sculpting until until that but it really you know it clicked for yeah. me that it was like this makes sense you know it came much more naturally to me than the 2d side right um you know and so uh they were impressed with it enough that i got an internship that's amazing um Yep. And then I went back to school and they did the competition seminar again. I participated again, uh, you know, in that second one, I really wanted to raise the bar of what I was doing. Uh, I ended up doing a character with a large robot arm. Um, and so he had, a, you know, like a claw hand and I did all uh, articulated fingers. Nice. Uh, I put like gear, you know, functional gears in the arm and such. So it, it, that one, I introduced a lot of fabrication with the sculpting. Um, and uh, I'm certainly more proud of that one than my first one. But <laughs> I'm just I'm just um, wondering if there will be any possibility you'll ever want to show that off, and we'll flash it up on screen of those uh, two. Sure. Yeah, I got the images. I can send them to you. Nice. You nice. So uh, here is, <laughs> you know, figure one and figure two. There is. That's, <laughs> yeah. That is um, quite incredible, though. Consider again, like considering yeah. it was your first real foray into it, to be kind of kicking butt yeah. so early on that's fantastic yeah you know like i say it's a very amateur you know the first one that i did for sure but you know they they could see the potential of it you know also they could see my passion for it you know and everything yeah. so they took me under their wing excuse me uh you know taught me you know then how to sculpt and really how to get into it um and so with my second figure uh, I was graduating that year, so I went and did a one-year temp position in the sculpture department at Hasbro, um, you know, and then that was really off to the races with my career. Uh, after that temp position, I did freelance, um, and so I did that for about five years. Uh, as a freelancer, though, I only worked with Hasbro. Well, I guess we'll include this part, too. My wife, girlfriend at the time, um, we met in college, and she also participated in the sculpture competition, uh, and her sculpts were really quite good but for her it made more sense to be on the design side the 2d side came much more naturally to her the right. same way the 3d came more naturally to me um and so when she showed her competition piece you know the the hasbro sculptors were like wow this is really good but your drawings and your designs are you know incredible yeah. and she's in amazingly talented yeah um and so that's for that emily's amazing yeah yes <laughs> for those that may not know uh, my wife still works at Hasbro, um, so she got into the internship uh, and the temp position the same way that I did, but she was on design, uh, and she was on girls' toys at the time, and I was on uh, sculpture, which 
you know, I touched everything. a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so then when I went freelance, she was picked up full time, uh, you know, with the girls department uh, working on Little's Pet Shop at the time. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I did freelance for a couple of years um, and then I came in to do another temp position. Uh, and this one was actually on the Creo department. Um, so, which is a little different, uh, but I was able to show that, you know, my sculpting skills and my ability to think three-dimensionally and engineer things, you know, I proved that out with brick building as well. And then that was where I got hired full-time. Um, and then eventually Creo was no longer pursued yeah. by the company. Yeah. And so then I got transferred back over to the sculpture department, you know, which is really the, the heart of what I do, you yeah. know, and where, where my, uh, dream lies. Um, and so, yeah, I was with, uh, the sculpture department after that. Um, and around that time as well, Emily was moved over to the, uh, action brands, um, where she's now the designer on, uh, Star Wars, the vintage collection and crushing it. Yeah. Ghost looks amazing, doesn't it? Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my God. It, I, I was able to see some of the early models of it while I was there. And I mean, it is beautiful and huge. And the moment you can see it in person, it's like, wow, you yeah. know, it's really quite shocking how, how incredible it is. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Back the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> Link in the description. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah that's amazing. Uh, tell at what point did it change from being that kind of like hands-on very, you know, wax sculpting kind of thing. What point did it change and go into that digital arena? Because that's something that obviously you had to relearn, I guess, or do from yes. the scratch. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting time there. Um, <laughs> I was freelance at the time. So working from home, doing freelance work, you know, contract work. I went, you know, a couple of months without a job, yeah. you know, and so I called up, you know, some of the guys at Hasbro and I'm like, hey, man, I'm not getting any work. Like, what? what's up? And they're like, well, pretty much everything we're doing now is digital. And I was like, oh, okay. Brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it, well, it was one of the funny things while I was at Hasbro as a temp, uh, you know, in that first year, digital was starting to kind of mm. happen and catch on. Yeah. Um, and one of the sculpting managers at Hasbro is no longer with the company, um, you know, but incredibly talented, uh, you know, and he was great to work with. Um, he said, you know, digital sculpting is going to be the next big thing, but it's never going to be more than like 10 to 15% of the industry. Right. <laughs> you know, and it was, yeah, about three years later, it was a hundred percent, Yeah, you know, and like nothing is traditional anymore, at least not at Hasbro. And, you know, yeah. the majority of the industry has all gone digital as well. There's very few, you know, hand uh, wax and, you know, clay sculpture in the toy industry anymore. Um, and which makes sense. I mean, the advantages of digital are, oh yeah, you know, insane, yeah. you know, and I, I do miss being able to, you know, hand sculpt things at time. Um, but do you get the I, I time never... to do that anymore? Like just for fun or is it really not really, you can't fit it in um, anymore? Uh, well, mm, generally no, <laughs> you know, I don't really have much time, <laughs> Yeah, but when I do get some time to do some personal work, um, Sorry, my cat's walking across the keyboard. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, when I do get time, I, I still only want to do it digital because yeah. the advantage is there being able to duplicate things, mirroring, you know, and the big one is just being able to undo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do a lot of 
exploratory sculpting while I go, you know, meaning like, uh, does this, you know, cheekbones need to be a little bit more, you know, exaggerated or sunken in or whatever. Yeah. You know, I can quickly play with that digitally, you know, and then if it's like, eh, nope, that didn't work. You know, I can just undo whilst traditionally it's okay. I'll add a little bit of wax. Yeah. Nope. And it's more time consuming to do it that way. Undo. Um, undo. Yeah. So much quicker, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Oh my God, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, based on, yeah. okay. So bait, right. Okay. So you were talking about um, when you kind of first got into it in an official capacity as well. What was, do you remember the first figure you worked on? Like the first official figure you worked on? Yes. Uh, so the first figure I worked on as an intern was uh, there was a four inch uh, Iceman figure from Marvel that was, I think it was part of the. Uh, Inf- uh, is it Infinite or Ultimate? I can't remember what the line was, the four inch. Uh, it was before the Marvel Universe, Universe line. Yeah. Uh, this was actually part of the. Uh, X-Men Wolverine Origins line, Oh, right. Um, yeah, but so the Iceman was a great figure, and I didn't get to work on that one at all, but <laughs> he came with this little ice surfboard, and so that was nice. the first project that I worked on, was making this little surfboard and putting, like, ice crystals coming off the front of it. Um, Do you if have... I can find a picture, I'll send it to you. Thank but... you. I was going to say, I'll probably I'll be, <laughs> yeah. able to be able to dig one of those out. Do you have that? Do you have like a, an example of that? Like, did you get one so that you had? Uh, I mean, yes. I certainly do somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is not um... a test for you to pick it out and show us. But I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm interested because I know a lot of um, like my friends in the industry, like, like the boss fight uh, studio guys obviously you mm-hmm. do we'll talk about that a little bit later on um <laughs> but um a lot of those guys they'll have stuff in their offices that just you know it's just like stuff they've worked on in the past and it's really yeah. cool to see like a little history of what they've done uh and i was wondering if you do the yep. same thing do you try and get hold of all of the things that you work on for the most part i do but also to this point almost everything i work on i also collect exactly so yeah, so you... i'm getting them anyway you know because <laughs> yeah. it's like oh well i did make this but i also need it for my collection yeah, yeah. um you know and so i don't have a section of like these are the projects i did you know that Iceman is in with my four inch marble figures right in right. a bin somewhere right. you know uh I, don't, I can't have everything displayed at once of course of course <laughs> um and so you know that is part of that collection uh, you know, I've done some other odds and ends Star Wars figures throughout the years. You know, those are in with the Star Wars collections. Even if they're not relevant, you know, I'll still have them. Sure. Meaning I did work on a 5 POA Luke at one point. Uh, you know, it, I'm very happy with that figure. I think it turned out great. But it's not the figure I'm going to have out as like my Luke. Because right. yeah. it's 5 POA. You know, there's much better versions of that now, um, you know, and that type of thing. But I have one somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right, your your uh, your mission next time is to get all of the figures you've ever worked on and have them behind you on that. Okay, <laughs> that'd be like a quick five minute job. It'd be easy. Yeah, um, no, you, no pro- probably wouldn't fit. Actually, can you hold on? I'll just yes, yeah, now. go do it now. Go do it now. We've got a few minutes. In fact, would <laughs> yeah, they would, would they all fit behind you? Probably not. You've probably done that many now, wouldn't wouldn't you say that you? Probably... Um, well, once you include the full lines that I've done you know classified series and power rangers lightning collection that's that's going to be where the bulk of the work is yeah uh because i was managing those full lines yeah you know whilst coming up in the industry you know yeah it was much more of like okay i'm gonna sculpt a luke figure and a 
you know, a Iceman thing, you know, yeah. or I'll work on some accessories for this or that, you know, but then, yeah, once it starts blooming out into collections, yeah. it's, it's a little different. No, that's cool, man. Uh, that's amazing. Now, G.I. Joe, obviously we're part of, this is this the full force, this is a G.I. Joe, you know, podcast and everything. Um, yeah. how, what was G.I. Joe to you, kind of, did you, was it part of your childhood? I mean, what, what kind of era are we talking about? Take us through your connection with that brand please yeah um you know so i'm uh a little younger than a lot of the gi joe community um you know so Corey's i was only 12 36. years old he's 12 years old yep okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'm 36 so i was born in 1986 um and so by the time i was getting to the toy age you know even the uh you know the later iterations of gi joe were kind of teetering off yeah um but i had a friend that was a little older that he grew out of it faster and so you know he gave me his like entire collection wow uh it wasn't huge but you know there was quite a few vehicles you know and some figures uh you know a bunch of figures really and um i did not see the cartoon and i didn't read the comics yeah. i just had the toys and so i didn't know who any of them were and I made up my own stories with them, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but, yeah, you know, but I had the G.I. Joe headquarters. I understood G.I. Joe. I understood Cobra, uh, you know, and that type of thing. Um, and it wasn't until college, actually, yeah. I think, that I went back and, you know, watched all of G.I. Joe, you know, Real American Hero. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously it was very out of date at the time, but it absolutely resonated with me right. you know and i feel i still feel like that cartoon holds up you know for the oh, age God, i love it, it yeah it's always on in the background yeah. for me yeah exactly you know and i mean there, there's certainly silly you know 80s and 90s things in it it's but perfect there's nothing uh, wrong with it what are you talking about exactly <laughs> um and so really my my true introduction to gi joe was the 25th anniversary line nice um and so that line you know i I got all of them, uh, you know, from from the jump of the 25th, you know, I was getting into it, um, you know, and army building and whatnot. And I mean, the my collection of four inch, you know, modern era G.I. Joe's yeah. is huge, uh, you know, several bins deep. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, so that that was really what started me into it. And then, you know, graduating and getting to work on it. I worked on several of the uh, Pursuit of Cobra figure line, uh, figure things, which, you know, is still an incredible Yeah, that was a, that was a figure peak, line. peak for four um, inch, wasn't it, for Joe? Yeah, definitely. for sure. What did, you work on, that was what did you work on on Pursuit of Cobra? Just give, give us a few randoms, because I'm quite interested in what you worked uh, on. So I did the some of the parts for Hit and Run. Oh, brilliant. Um, which I think maybe got released as part of the collector's club instead yeah i'm not sure but i did the portrait and i think a helmet for that brilliant um i worked on the general hawk from the rise of cobra line nice um which you know transitioned into pursuit of cobra but i worked on that my most favorite was that i got to do the zombie viper oh my goodness um, you know mm. and so you know obviously a, a genetic zombie not you know the traditional sense but um that one, uh, it's it kind of fun how that one came to be, at least from my side. Obviously, people do have, you know, had been doing zombie customs forever. Yeah. Uh, and so while I was working at Hasbro as a temp, 
I had a little resin mold or a rubber mold of a skull for three and three quarter or four inch figures. And so anytime that I was making a mold or casting of something, I would just cast an extra skull. And so I always had a bunch, you know, skulls on my table. And so, you know, I would occasionally, you know, if I needed to take a break from the project I was working on, you know, I would just really quickly sculpt a little like zombie head onto the skull, right? you know, essentially just putting some skin on it in various ways. And then I just had a little collection of zombie heads across my desk. Um, And so one of the sculpting managers, uh, David Proctor, uh, he came in. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, he came in and saw all those. He's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, I just saw my dude, you know, on the side there. And he's like, oh, that's fun. Cut, you know, a year <laughs> later or something. I was freelance. He was like, hey, we're doing a zombie figure. I remember you did all those heads that were really fun. For do you me. want to do the figure? And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, please. For uh, awesome. You know, and so I, I really got to have fun with that one, playing with, you know, the, the dynamic, you know, poses of the hands. Uh, one of the things I was most proud of is, uh, you know, he had bare feet. Yeah. And so on the one foot, I took his like front or, you know, his first two toes and yeah. kind of turned them up, which I wanted it to give sort of like a feeling of discomfort. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, I had fun with that and it made it through production, which I was not sure it would. So I was proud of that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's one of those ones that's gone down in like GI Joe law now is it was such yeah. a, it was a, it was a really um, sought after figure and he got the re-release in the two mm-hmm. pack as well. So yeah, yep. that, that's yep. awesome, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know you worked on that. That's news to me. So that's wicked. There you go. <laughs> and, and a name drop, drop for Davey P as well. Or Davey Proctor. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out to Dave. Uh, Dave Proctor, you know, he was really my biggest uh, mentor, you know, oh, uh, when I was coming up in the, <laughs> wow, wow. That's um, a shame. He, yeah, but he ruined you, basically, is what you're saying. Didn't he, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, he certainly ruined me to uh, be be good is good enough. Oh my god, that was Dave. that was very much not good enough for Dave, and no. now it's not good enough for me. <laughs> he is probably the most like he is a perfectionist, isn't he? Basically, let's just say oh, it, put for it sure. that way. Yeah, but he will spend just laser focus on that f- until it is ro- like yeah, I will. If I'm saying anything about Dave, it's that he is ridiculously detail oriented and yeah, yes. crazy perfectionist. Yeah. Anyway, and, uh, yeah. So he he taught me pretty much everything you know about articulation, you know, sculpting, engineering, production, you know. And so I owe so much to Dave, you know, and he was incredibly talented. And so you know, it was a great uh, mentor, you know, and yeah. friendship, you know, and we we became close over the years. So yeah, was, I'm very thankful for him. I promise I wouldn't, myself I wouldn't cry, but you might have me going, man. No, yeah, Dave's a good lad. That's awesome stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, right, let's let's move on to the classified series now. Hell so yeah. obviously that was um, quite an important part of your career to date. Yes. Um, yep. Now, were you involved on that brand from its inception? Did you come onto it further into the line? I mean, what was the mm-hmm. what was the first thing you worked on in, in terms of classified series? Yeah, I was on it from jump. Um, you know, even uh, when Lenny was working on early, you know, concept designs of like, where do we want G.I. Joe to go? You yeah. know, even before sculpture was really needed. You know, me and him were already like, ooh, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously I was a Joe fan. So I was like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Where, you know, what direction are you going <laughs> Show with Show me this? what you're you know, doing. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and I mean, that's what you do, you know, at Hasbro when you're a fan. You know, I'd also pop into Dwight's office and be like, hey, what's going on with Marvel Legends? You know, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So, uh, yeah. So I, I was part of that, you know, and we would 
you know, riff and chat about stuff. Uh, and then once it was like, all right, we're now ready to, you know, go to a uh, model, you know, and start sculpting things. That I was like, all right, uh, I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm, you know, I want to take that on. Um, cause I was already working on power Rangers at the time. Yeah. Uh, you were you know, busy. So I was just like, oh, I was, <laughs> um, but you know, GI Joe was, you know, it, it, it is an incredible brand to work on and I loved it. Uh, and so I was just like, yes, please give that to me. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, realistically, I also worked on a, uh, another six inch pitch, you know, that, that didn't end up going forward, um, before classified series, uh, you know, and so I worked on that as well. So, you know, I've really been on the six inch GI Joes from, you know, before it, was a thing and uh yeah so when that first snake eyes you know what was uh oh, the deluxe the zero double zero one yes yeah, yeah you know yeah when it was looking like okay this is going to be a thing <laughs> you know we're we're moving forward with it producing it i was given the input and everything and you know me and lenny we collaborated on it you know figure out okay how do we want to execute this or that whatever that's cool being a Hasbro sculpting manager, you don't generally get time to sculpt a full figure. You know, I'm working with outside vendors and I'm managing all of them to make sure that they are executing, you know, the figure sculpts in a way that, you know, the the team and the designer, you know, wow. and I am looking for, you know, and so it's up to me to be the art director of the 3D development. That makes sense. So that when I get the snake eyes, I call up Fred, <laughs> uh, you know, Fred Axon, 2D, 2D sculpts, 2D sculpts I think, on Instagram. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2D, 2D sculpts on Instagram. I'll ask him. Hang on, give me a sec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and he's now part of Boss Fight Studios. Uh, you know, I immediately called him up and I'm like, dude, we're doing six inch GI Joes. Do you want to do it? Uh, and he was like, drop everything. Yes. <laughs> um, little backstory on that. I met Fred when I was at Temp, you know, way back at the beginning of my career. Yeah. And he was also just starting as a temp, uh, you know, making toys professionally and getting into sculpture. So he was a temp at Hasbro as well. Amazing. And so we met there and, you know, we immediately hit it off, you know, toy guys, you know, yeah. into the same things. And uh, at one Fred's point great. I was like, Hey man, uh, I, I've done some six inch GI Joe customs. Do you want to, would you want to see them? They're, He's they're like, really I good. also do six inch yeah. GI Joe customs, <laughs> you know, and so we're like, Oh sweet. And, you know, and so we, we were showing each other our work and, you know, we recognize each other from, you know, online, but we had never interacted. Right. Uh, you know, so now, whatever that was, 10 plus years later, it was like, hey, man, this is now our chance to do this for real, you know, uh, and and make it what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so that was a very long circle, you know, to get back to, you know, us working together on six inch GI Joes, which is where our, our friendship sort of That's amazing. Blossomed. So yeah. you, it does look like you guys have had a really tight knit team as well. So that must have been quite tough having to, you know, having that taken away effectively. Um, but yes. from 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 what we could see, it looked like you know you, Lenny, Emily, Tony, you know, you know that team that was kind of like by, mm -hmm. by the end of by the end of the kind of like the like the last year or so um yep. seemed to be really tiny really kind of good camaraderie and everything was that the yeah. was that the gist of it and did you was it like an environment where you really enjoyed and bounced ideas off and all that kind of stuff yes that team was incredible to yeah. work with yeah you know lenny is a insane talented designer you know and what he brought 
to the table with so much passion and care and, you know, just excitement gets everyone excited, right. you know, and people who generally aren't into GI Joe or whatever, you know, they, they would be in a meeting with him, you know, and just hear about how badass things are that they'd be like, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> like I want to know more that type of thing. And uh, yeah. So working with Lenny directly, you know, we were a dynamic duo, right? Uh, you know, and we really would riff together, you know, and things like uh, a perfect example of it is the, uh, the new Firefly that was shown. Yes. Uh, he designed that character, all the accessories, etc. And he had a remote detonator for the mines. And I was looking at it, you know, and it just had sort of this big button wheel thing on the front. And I was like, that looks an awful lot like an RC remote. And I've played a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops in my day. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, or Modern Warfare, maybe. Whatever. It was, I play a lot of Call of Duty. There was one that <laughs> came with the little drone as well, the little... RC drone, yes. wasn't it? Like, yep. it was like a, and I was like, yeah. oh man, you know, can we reference that, you know, and actually make it an RC remote, do the C4 on the RC car, you know, which is not something that he was really familiar with. Right. He was like, oh my God, that that's awesome. You know, I don't know if there's any actual like real world implications of that, but whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it was just super fun, you know, and he was just like, oh my God, yeah, that would be awesome. It's, you know, just uh, something fun adds a little extra yeah. to the story you know uh lenny is of course very uh driven by story when he's doing designs and you know and i am too and so yeah. anytime that we can bring in more story you know and more little flavor things the better um you know and so that's just one of the many examples where you know he would start with something then i would add to it you know and then he would add to it too you know and then it would just this the snowball effect of awesomeness that's fantastic <laughs> at least from my perspective <laughs> what was what in in that kind of process what, what were the biggest challenges for you guys uh when doing the classified series i mean were the were the things that like really like you know you, you kind of hit brick walls with and had to change directions with i mean well, what were the kind of things you had to deal with in that sense so i mean there definitely were hurdles you know to get through particularly at the start of the line yeah classified series started because the you know they were in development on the snake eyes movie yes Excuse me. And so they were like, well, we haven't done anything with G.I. Joe for, you know, at least five years. And so this movie's coming out. We want to get some buzz going, you know, and get some stuff on the shelves so that we can, you know, start building out that retail space, you know, and to get some excitement for the movie. Yeah. And so that was how it started. But there was still also a lot of questions of, OK, well, G.I. Joe hasn't been on the shelf for several years. Yeah. You know, obviously the G.I. Joe fandom and can you know fan community is you know quite large uh but this is a very new expression going into six inch scale yeah yeah uh you know and with the brand having been shelved for so long there was a question of like well you know are, are they going to show up for this you know <laughs> yeah. and is the community big enough to support the numbers that hasbro needs for a line to be successful yeah and so that was really a big question mark for us, um, you know, and not so much anymore, to, uh, I guess. Right. <laughs> not so much now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when then when we released the figures, particularly the double zero snake eyes mm. and it sold out in super fast. It was ridiculous, uh, yeah. <laughs> ironically, uh, that is the only classified figure that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll get one eventually yeah. uh, you know and, and I mean obviously I have 
pre-production samples of it and whatnot, but I don't have, uh, you know, a final production right. inbox, you know, because the packaging was so oh beautiful God, on that set. Stunning, um, so I, I, yeah, I'll get it eventually. There was, uh, it sold uh, out super fast. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll get one somewhere. And it just hasn't happened. What's crazy is that you worked at the company at the time. Surely it should have been just a case of walking down the hallway and going, yoink, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, that, that is one of the things, you know, with Hasbro, it is a very big company. So there's yeah. a lot of moving parts, you know, and to be blunt, getting the development team's final, you know, Last priority samples. Yeah, yeah. It, well, not necessarily that. It just sometimes it gets missed you know and uh, there were times where i would work on you know whole series of projects that i never saw the final product for you know internally uh you know and i would go out and buy them myself or you know track them down one way or another yeah um but yeah so that was one obviously it it, it sold out very fast so it didn't have a ton of uh Units, that's the word I'm looking for, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a ton of units in it, you know, and so it was just one that never made it to uh, to my collection, but I will get one yeah. here sooner or later. I was lucky um, enough to be at the uh, the launch um, for toy the Toy Fair kind of preview thing they, mm, they did, yep, yep. and that's where I met Lenny and uh, the marketing team at the time. Uh, and they all seem really nice and everything and kind of hit it off with Lenny quite yeah because you know what Lenny's like he's just you know gets on with everybody he's so so friendly and um yeah yeah, like that was such an interesting time as well like the snake I seeing those figures for the first time like in physical form in front of me I was like this Mm -hmm. is crazy this is this is amazing and that snake eyes man oh beautiful such a cool design and yeah, like a new take on him and still retained very heavily the Snake Eyes theme. So, yeah, that was a great Yeah, one. you know, people ask me like, oh, well, what's the favorite figure you worked on? And that one always raises to the top because of how uh, sentimentally connected to it I yeah. am. Yeah. Uh, you know, it obviously it was the first six-inch G.I. Joe we were doing, so that's important to me. Yeah. But also working with Lenny... You know, uh, he really let me bring a lot to the table. That's great. And particularly on the articulation. Um, you know, that was something where when we started G.I. Joe, you know, classified, I was like, okay, well, the history of G.I. Joe figures has always been the next step in what the rest of the industry was doing, right. you know, in terms of articulation, in terms of playability. Detail on the sculpt yes. and everything yeah yeah yep yep um you know going back even to the 12 inch you know figures they were always pushing the bar you know kung fu grips and you know more accessories and you know playability there obviously the uh 80s o-ring figures you know went from you know the entire industry went from 5 poa to now you know these figures that have a ton of articulation yeah. and movement uh and so i wanted to take that same concept into classified you know and so i was like all right obviously we need to hit the big beats that a six inch figure is expected you know double jointed knees elbows you know torso articulation um but i saw that there were things that it's like oh well the majority of the the figures would have an ab crunch or a waist rocker and so i was like 
why not? Why can't we do both? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, and so I, you know, made sure that we could fit all the internals in there and everything. Uh, and then also bringing in the drop hips. Oh, Uh, yeah, that that was was genius. That was genius. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was something that, you know, I really wanted to do, uh, for a couple of reasons. I try to dabble in the, uh, Japanese import figures as much as I can, um, you know, and that was one of the things that they had yeah. incorporated in some figures. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I understand how this works. You know, let's see if we can bring it in on our side. Mm. Um, and also doing all these things on GI Joe where we didn't have a royalty and we didn't have a licensor. Yeah. No approvals necessary. To... I, t- I take it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everything was just, you know, the internal team, you know, as long as everyone agreed, we could we could do it you know um and uh you know so that gave us the flexibility to try new things that some of the other brands were a little more restricted on Mm. and uh yeah so you know really a a lot of that was my passion and the things that that you know i really wanted to bring to the line and uh, uh you know explore you know how far can we push it um and so that figure will always be near and dear to me and i can proudly say that you know we did a ninja snake guy or a ninja figure that can touch his forehead to his knee which not many figures not can many do, can do so that. i'm pretty proud of that i <laughs> yeah. remember vividly when i got that snake eyes in the post uh the the first one i remember mm-hmm. taking it um to see with to see fred uh, and and, mm. he, and I went, hey man, I got the new Snake Eyes figure. And he went, oh great, let me have a look. And he took it out, and the like he he took a picture of it. It's on his Instagram still of mm. this like almost like Spider Man pose with the Snake Eyes. It's <laughs> yep. incredible. Like, and I like yeah. he's great at that. Like I can't. I I'm awful at posing figures. Like I'm terrible. No. <laughs> but Fred, Dave Proctor, Eric Aranya, yep. those guys can pose figures in the most incredible way. And I, it always yeah. puts me yeah. to shame. Like mine are just like like that, and theirs are all like doing all these crazy things. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. It is one of the things you know. I I love posing out my figures, but with my collection being as dense as it is, they're always displayed <laughs> just like, shoulder to shoulder. Like, like they're in a nightclub. Really yeah, they're in like a busy yep, nightclub. Exactly. This yep, nightclub's but... a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Uh, or the best <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true actually is that it does yeah. look like the best nightclub ever uh it looks like a nightclub in hell but that's also pretty cool i mean uh <laughs> sounds great um when you, like okay so this is this is something i've always been interested in and i think i've asked mm-hmm. i've asked lenny this i've asked emily this uh and they all have a similar kind of like you know uh, response with it when when it comes to kind of like the fan feedback was that something you paid attention mm-hmm. to personally was it something you tried to avoid? Was it something that you ever used to act upon and tried to change things? I mean, how was that experience for you? Yes. Uh, I mean, I was very in tune to the fan response, yeah. uh, you know, and I mean, I, I am a fan. I am a collector, you know, and so I I want to know, you know, what, what are their experiences with it? You yeah. know, what are they gravitating towards? What are they, you know, not enjoying so yeah. much? You yeah. know, I am, uh, you know, a... a strong advocate for constructive criticism and so you know i i do look for that uh you know i i pour my heart and soul into every project that i do but i always know it can be better yeah you know and so you know yeah what 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 are people wanting what are they like in that type of thing uh you know and so i i was always very closely paying attention to it uh you know and 
between you know me and Emily and Tony uh, or and Lenny as well, of course. Yeah, I think um, Lenny was involved. I can't remember. I think yeah. so. I think he was. He did something on the tangentially. Brand. Like he's on the <laughs> he's on the periphery, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we all kind of saw the fan reactions from different places. Yeah, you know, uh, and so you know, we we would all be able to be like, oh, well, I'm seeing this over here, you know, seeing that over there, and whatnot. Um, but we we certainly always paid attention to it, and you know, one of the ways that you know, I, I mean, I mean, we were constantly you know steering the ship, you know, for what fans are looking for and right. what they're you know uh, uh what are the things that fans are talking about that's rising to the top um you know and so we were always adapting and whatnot but one of the things that i specifically kept seeing that i was like okay you know this is something that we need to address was the uh hand uh wrist articulation right um and so when we first started uh the figures you know we gave snake eyes uh, what I'm calling double vertical discs. Yeah. You know, and so they would be able to rotate sort of front and back, which is great for pointing swords. It's great for pistols, uh, you know, and it's great for most things that you're holding. Um, but then we also did the throwing star hand and the flat hand. And so those would have horizontal articulation right. because that makes more sense for those poses. Yeah. Then when we did the Duke. Uh, I gave him a left hand vertical. Is, does this look like left to you? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> this is my. Well, I mean, this is my. I don't left. know if it's mirrored for you and what. That's your okay. left. Yeah. So if sense. I was to okay, spin, fair. yeah, that's right. Yep. Cool. We'll just keep doing <laughs> this. Right, then. Yep. <laughs> is this going to be your thumbnail now? Yeah. <laughs> the preview. <laughs> They're being really mean to each other. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, Duke had that one, and was it that one? Yes. Yes. That's uh, really and then hard the right to do. was was yeah side to side it is um and so a lot of people are like oh well he must be left-handed <laughs> yep um because this is the the gun holding hand yeah but i actually did it the other way on purpose because i was experimenting you know what is going to be the best you know most realistic and you know i think the most fun way for him to be able to hold a rifle and uh, you know, so in my experimenting, uh, I, I do actually have pictures of, you know, uh, uh, playing with a first shot um, and, uh, you know, like, okay, if the wrist, you know, if he's holding a rifle, when the wrist is horizontally based, yeah, uh, he can actually get the gun closer into his, the body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, into the body. And so it gets him looking down the sights a little bit cleaner, Almost, yeah, but it yeah, does like... Yeah. It does kick the elbow out, right. which is technically not accurate. You know, that that is not the ideal way to shoot a rifle. Um, and so, you know, but I felt like, well, that makes the pose better in yeah. my mind. Right. Um, then I saw a lot of feedback of people being like, that seems weird. It seems like it should be, the you other, know, keeping yeah. the elbow down you know, and vertically articulating it. Yeah. And then also you get some more natural, like resting poses, you know, and that type of thing. Um, and so, you know, once we started seeing that feedback, you know, we adjusted and we made sure that all, uh, you know, right hands essentially, unless the character we know is left-handed, but I don't think that really ever came up. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and uh, making sure that they always had the vertical articulation so that, it would be more uh, accurate to play and whatnot. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we were really able to implement it until 
uh, I think Stalker was the first one. Okay. Um, just because of how timing and feedback and whatnot worked out. Yeah. And the um, but we did make the shift. And, you know, so now all the later waves, they, they're much more uh, vertical wrist. Yeah. There's much more of those in the line. <laughs> <laughs> much more of these in the line. Brilliant. Yes. Um, much more of this. <laughs> I um I've never really noticed that as a problem though. And I know what you're talking about because I remember this mm. little kind of like bit of descent that kind of creeped around about that. But I've never really in my experience never really had any issues posing the figures or anything. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it was a strokes, small I guess. thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a big deal, you know, and also if you preferred it the other way and you're okay with them being left-handed, then, you know, that's also fine. Um, you know, but I I had my very deliberate intention of yeah. why I was doing this and then seeing the fans essentially didn't like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm yeah. certainly not infallible. Uh, that was my opinion. And it seemed like much more people either didn't have an opinion or felt the other way. Right. right. So we adapted. Um, that's awesome though. And speaking of, and obviously, you know, you're not at, you're obviously not involved in the brand now, but Correct. a lot of your stuff is still coming out. We're still seeing mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff that you've worked on. Um, yes. yep. Are there are there any that you were really excited for us to you know for the fans to see that have come out in like the last few months, like over Yojo June and and mm -hmm. SDCC? Are there any kind of outstanding yeah. ones that you're like, yeah, finally? Uh, I mean, yes, um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean every every figure we did, you know. I, I got excited about you yeah. know even if it was like honestly even if it's a redeco yeah you know like the 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 black and red alley viper i had no involvement in that because it's just a redeco right. so when he just did the redeco you know it didn't have any new tooling and it just moved on you know but even that one i'm like ooh, you know yeah i really loved how that looked i loved its you know general vibe and aesthetic you know and so yeah i want to be like oh i want to see what people think about it you know and it's sort of uh uh referencing the uh i think that one was in the pursuit, pursuit of Cobra Cobra, line. yeah 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 yep uh you know which i love that version of it in the four inch too you know and so i i always want to see fans reactions you know and i get excited um the uh, more specifically uh tunnel rat is one Ooh, that i was really excited about yes yeah, yeah. a lot of gear um that one was tricky uh because he comes with a lot of stuff mm. and one of the things that was a very high priority for myself on the line was making sure that they could carry pretty much everything right um you know at once you know yeah. occasionally it'd be like well he can hold his rifle uh but then everything else can be stowed and so not everything necessarily is stowed but he can carry everything it. can be yeah. on them yeah yeah also excluding hands extra hair or that type of thing yeah That's, yeah i view that differently but yeah um so with the tunnel rat he comes with a lot of stuff and particularly uh you know harness and strap things that all sort of layer on top of each right, other right right uh, so that one was a little tricky to make sure that everything you know would lay correctly and it wouldn't be super bulky you yeah. know it can be a little finicky while you're playing playing with it and posing it you know that you know the bag will fall off his shoulder or whatever you know but it, generally everything you know, we wanted it to be able to pose and play with easily without it being a hassle. Right. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I'm I'm very happy with uh, with where that one netted out. Um, you know, obviously 
uh, people don't have that in hand yet. But, um, Not too uh, long. Do... I think I think mine's yeah. coming this week. By the way. Oh really? Wow. How yeah, crazy is that? Pretty that, quick. Yeah. That five wave um, and the Desert Commando Snake Eyes. Another cheeky reuse oh, of that yep. body, which is really yep, cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Using the commando head with uh, yeah. the the oh, deluxe know, commando ninja body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mix of both. So yeah. Um, lovely yeah, lovely I, deco on that really as well. Too. Really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was one that you know I looked at you know originally and I was like, well, I won't need that one. <laughs> but then you saw it you know i saw it physically and i saw the colors and i was like no oh, but it works really well and do you well, okay i'll that, get that one too <laughs> has there been one that you haven't picked up other than the snake eyes double zero there can't yeah, be much that you've zero. uh no yeah so I, no i mean you may I, say that you so may far. say i don't need that one but it's gonna happen isn't it it's gonna happen yeah. it is it is um, I, I was thinking that about the uh the second timber release right until I, and then I was like, well, no, but it's timber. Like, and timber's perfect. And to yep. get one in white to, you know, mimic that first release in the version two, I was like, yeah, go on then. Go on then. Yep. And, he, and he gets a scarf, yep. so he's different enough. Come on, bring it. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I did throughout, you know, samples and picking figures up, I now have quite a collection of timbers, including uh, right here. There I have he one is. on my my mythic legion shelf there he is. Uh, so i uh there's a arctic character uh in mythic legions and so i have paired them together and those that's i like amazing. to play with my toys amazing that's weird um who yeah, does know, right? who does that i know um right anyway uh no that's that's awesome um i want i will say uh that took i think a lot of people by surprise with the mole rats um, yes. We, is, is that one that you had like a, I mean, obviously you had a huge input in that, I imagine as well. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, that must have been an interesting one as well to be doing something like so brand new. I know Vipra was technically, wasn't that a lot, had that, didn't that have a lot to do with you in terms of the concept there? Uh, yeah. So the, the Vipra was, you know, internally you get these requests, right. you know, from the marketing team, sales teams, whatever, that it's like, Hey, we need an exclusive for this thing, or, you know, uh, uh we need a, a price, you know, hit a price point for this, whatever. Right. Uh, and that was one where I was like, okay, well, we're doing the target run. We need a, you know, target exclusive. Um, Lenny had already picked, you know, of doing a uh, Flint, nice. uh, Tiger Force Flint. And so it was like, all right, well, it'd be great if it was a Python Patrol something. Um, you know, and so it was like, oh, I don't know, you know, what could we do with this or that? And one of the things that we run into that a lot of people aren't really aware of is capacity issues. Right. Meaning if we are using the same molds multiple times, you know, they won't be able to, uh, sorry, multiple times on different figures. Right. You know, like, for instance, the Duke and the Flint share a lot of the same parts. If we were to release those at the same time, we'll run into capacity issues where they're not able to use the tools for both figures, uh, you know, to produce all the, the units yeah. that we need. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and so that is one of the things that we're always thinking about, you know, and so... It must be a logistical when, nightmare, honestly. It, I mean, luckily we have, you know engineering and we have hong kong partners you know and we have people that are able to figure those things out uh if it was up to me and lenny we would be screwed <laughs> <laughs> um 
but that was one where you know we already had a bunch of things sort of lined up that was like all right well we can't really use these we can't use that body uh and because it is an exclusive we don't really get a lot of tooling to put towards right. it um and so you know that's when i was like well what about you know a python patrol ninja you know to my knowledge you know there weren't really any in the line no. uh or you know in in the original python patrol series stuff i was like but it seems like it would be cool and it makes sense you know for a, a jungle ninja type thing um you know and he was like oh you know yeah, yeah yeah and so he really liked that uh, that concept and so then he jumped on it you know and chose to do uh you know a female you know python patrol uh, python patrol ninja um you know and then he was able to connect it to the lore with Vipra and everything. And it just, it worked out really well. That's great. Um, you know, but that, that is one of the examples of how well me and Lenny work together. Right. You know, that, you know, he comes to it with one perspective. I come to it with another, you know, and we just would collaborate and riff together that, you know, it was an incredible brand to work on an incredible team to work with. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, yeah, it was great. You know, it was, and so I, I, I miss it. I miss those guys. Obviously, I, you know, I mean, we still chat all the time, but you know, working day to day is is it's different. Isn't a little it? Yeah, different. Totally. So, yeah. Um, well, speaking on that, then I, we you, obviously you moved on. We've talked about that, of course. I think a lot of people were surprised by it, honestly, and upset about it. Not none yep. more than yourself, I'd imagine. Yep. Um, <laughs> we don't really. Well, we don't need to know how you feel about it, obviously, because it's obvious. Sure. But but were you surprised? by the public outpouring of support when the news came through? Because I, I was, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was completely unprecedented, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the toy industry, you know, and professionally and the fan community isn't always uh, aware of the people who are making the thing. Yeah, true. You know, right. and it wasn't until COVID that it was like, okay, we can't do conventions. You know, it's, we need to figure out a different way to get the news out of all the things we're coming up with. And so that was when the, the fan stream started, um, you know, which really put the design and marketing teams in front of yeah. the products that they were making. Uh, and so I did my first fan stream on Power Rangers um it happened to have worked out that the power rangers design team had sort of been shifting uh you know from one design team to another and i was the one that was consistent on the brand um and so they were like well we're showing these figures that were mostly done by the previous team you know but you've been on the whole time do you want to talk about them i was like yeah great would love to <laughs> you know uh, hey, I could talk about toys forever. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I did that and that was the first one. I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I like this. And it was one of the things that I felt, uh, strongly that coming from sculpture, I bring a slightly different perspective, uh, to, you know, to the figures than design does. Um, and so then, you know, uh, particularly once Emily was on GI Joe, uh, well, I worked with her on power Rangers as well, you yeah. know? And so then it was like, Hey, I want to, I want to be doing more of this. You know, I, I think that it's valuable for the fans to get, you know, more information. Also, I'm a huge fan of this stuff. Yeah. And so I want to talk about the thing I'm passionate for. Yeah. And, you know, Emily was great to work with. And so she was just like, you know, hell She's yeah. Awesome. You know, yeah. She obviously is very aware of my passion, uh, you know, and, and all of the, 
care and love that I put in these things. So she wanted me to be able to be part of that. Um, and so leading into the layoffs, uh, you know, the company has been in a hard, in a hard place, you know, and it has been for a little while. And so, you know, it's a big, you know, corporate conglomerate. And so layoffs happen. Yeah. I had been at Hasbro for 10 years full time. Uh, you know, my wife has been there for 15 years. Um, and so, you know, we've seen rounds of layoffs come and go, you know, and it, it hurts and it sucks every time, you know, when you're in the company. Um, but it is something that's, it's part of, it's part of that world, unfortunately. Um, and so, you know, when my number got called, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you're not really given a like reason why it was me instead of them or whatever, you know, and uh, it's not really important at the end of the day. Um, But uh, you know, so when I was let go, I was pretty much one of the first times that someone with a public face to the fan community was let go in that way. And, you know, so yeah, there were people that, we're like, whoa, what's up? Why is this happening? You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, it was a terrible situation. You know, uh, about a thousand people were let go globally yeah. from Hasbro, yeah, you know, yeah. which is big. You know, that's, that's a, a lot. It was a huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I am so grateful to the Joe community and, you know, the, the toy community at large, you know, for getting as much support as I did. Uh, you know, working at Hasbro and working on GI Joe and working with that team, you know, at that time was hands down the best my career had ever been. And it was the dream job for me. Uh, and so losing that was really hard. Um, and having the support of the community, having people reach out to me, you know, just to say, Hey, I've been laid off too. And that sucks. And, you know, but we know you're going to land on your feet, you know, no love what you brought to the brand, blah, blah. You know, and I just, it really helped me in a time when I needed it. You know, it was, it was tough. Uh, you know, and I, I do have a bit of, uh, guilt, I guess, because I've seen so many incredibly talented people and passionate people that, you know, unfortunately get laid off and it's completely invisible, you know, and they don't get that support, you know, but I'm grateful you know, for the the community that reached out to me, uh, you know, and I've been to a couple conventions since then, you know, and people will come up to me and, you know, Hey, you know, I recognize you from the live streams and, uh, you know, really appreciate the, the things that I was bringing to, to the brand. It meant a lot. Um, you know, and now there's, uh, a new sculptor that's in that position, you know, managing for, uh, for the brand, you know, and I know him, I work with him closely. Uh, I don't know how public he wants to be, so I won't say his name, but, um, name and shame, name and shame. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, but he's incredibly talented. He's a great guy. You know, I'm pleased that the brand will be in his hands, you know, and know that he's going to do a great job with it. You know, and obviously Lenny, Tony and Emily still on the brand, you know, and that, that is always going to be the heart, you know, of the brand. And so, uh, you know, yeah, now, you know, a little bittersweet that I get to be surprised, you know, by yeah. what, what they've got going next, you know, and I get to see things without, you know, some of the baggage of behind the scenes, you know, one of the things that being, you know, a designer and someone who works on the brand yeah. is you have the ambition of what you want everything to be. 
you know, and then by the time it comes out and is released, you know, sometimes you can only see like, well, I wanted it to be this other thing or, oh, I couldn't include this accessory right. that I think would have been fun or, oh, we did a whole figure that was canceled. And so, sure, you, sure. Know, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be fine. We're just uh, flashing up fun, the images. Nice. We're just flashing up the images of all those canceled figures yep, that, yep. that Corey couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, um, yeah. So it'll be nice. Dude, that is, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you mentioned it a little second ago there you mentioned kind of landing on your feet someone said that you'll be fine you'll land on your feet yeah. and i mean i think you probably had about a million offers when you when you left didn't you i mean you weren't you <laughs> um, weren't hard up for work by the looks of it because straight away you've fallen into um more kind of toy industry kind of work yes uh yeah you know one of the things that i was very blessed with you know being able to be on the live stream have the ability to represent, you know, my work and, you know, the things that I was working on, yeah. uh, you know, when I was like, oh, there were, you know, several people that reached out that was like, hey, if you're, you know, not with Hasbro anymore, it was and you're me, freelance It was mainly me messaging you though, wasn't it? Yeah. I on behalf not, of about 16 different. figure out how to block your number, but <laughs> uh, no, you know, there were a couple of different companies yeah. and, you know, even just some individual, you know, small independent things that were like, you know, maybe full-time, maybe freelance work, you know, but want to work with you in some way. Um, you know, and at first I was like, you know, well, I just want to relax for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to take some time to, you know, grieve, yeah. <laughs> you know, essentially yeah. the loss of, of, you know, the Hasbro position. Um, you know, but also just take some time to figure out, well, what do I want to do next? Yeah. Do I want to just jump to another company or, you know, do I want to do freelance? Do I even want to do toys anymore? That was an easy answer. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, but you know, I want to take some time for myself. Yeah. Um, and then it was, uh, Ben Conway of Skeletron that reached out and, you know, uh, uh, he was very understanding when I was like, well, I need time, whatever. Um, you know, but obviously I, I was aware of what they were doing with the robo skull and the kickstarters you know and i saw it you know while i was at hasbro and i was like oh my god that thing's awesome um you know so i was like oh you know i need to time figure it out you know but if you want to just chat about what you're doing you know i can do that just because i love talking toys yeah and he immediately was like okay that's it you know that's my in and you know he's so he was constantly like hey you know we're looking at this thing or whatever you know and so then that just quickly became us talking about the product, talking about, you know, future things that they want to do. And, you know, then uh, it was like, well, we have the six inch figure we're currently developing. Uh, and at the time the sculpt was like, you know, probably 90% done, you know, aesthetically it looked great, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but they were like, we really want to, you know, take the, the learnings that I had from being at Hasbro and doing classified series and incorporate it into this figure and have it be as close to classified series as you know we can yeah and ideally better you know right, right. um and uh so i was like okay well that's great you know that's obviously exactly what i did you know or what i do you know yeah um and so uh they were able to send me the sculpt you know and i went through and looked at things and i was like well you could do this you could push it here you could change this thing awesome. you know and there was a lot of times where i was like well 
you know, so I see what you're doing here, but we could tweak it in this other way, or we can include this other thing that could bring value, but, you know, it may cost a little bit more, or it might be a little more tooling, <laughs> ben whatever. Was like, you whatever, know, man. I know, they're so passionate about it that every time they were just like, well, is it going to make the figure better? And I'm like, well, yeah, if you can afford it. And they're like, well, yeah. then we that's what we're going to do. And I was like, wait a second. But what oh, about the pennies? I, I love you Ben. Know, <laughs> you know? I love Ben. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. And, yep. and, you know, now, not to you know, put down what you do at Hasbro, because of course, you know, yeah, yeah, you need to critique down to the pennies sometimes the fraction of pennies yeah because they're making you know huge units and so you know each uh, uh thing that you do and add will greatly affect you know right. how much you know profitability and how much viability it is for the company to make that yeah but then going to this world where it was just whatever we want to do to make this the best thing possible yeah it was this breath you know breath of fresh air yeah. of just like oh you know let me pour my passion and my knowledge into this you know and, and let's you know really make this the the, the best six inch figure you can get That's you know amazing. for you know that reasonable uh price point um that's Ben, so, yeah, that's so ben in a nutshell as well, though, isn't it? That's Ben in a nutshell, too. Like, he's just yeah. he's oh, super generous and super kind and super helpful. Yep. And he'll, yeah. And then th that whole thing with um, with the, the cost, it was most of our conversations when we were developing the whole idea. Uh, I was mm -hmm. on the phone with him for about eight hours one day, and we were just talking about all these <laughs> things. And everything's just like, yeah, but it'll be cooler, though, if we do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly. just, yep. it's just that's how the conversations go with Ben. He's amazing like that. Yeah. Um, yep. no, have, have you had the Skeletron guys on the show yet? Oh well, yeah, loads. We did the yeah. um, okay. we did the the whole kind of promotional campaign. We did uh, okay. We did live shows where we had both Mark and and Ben on and everything. Yeah, we did. We've done we've done that to death. We'll be getting them on as soon as the uh, the next stuff comes out though as well. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Ex well, yeah. you'll be on that um, as well then, won't you, Corey? Uh, maybe I will. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get so a whole. Working... What, you know, what they call, what's it called? Is it um, that TV show with all the little square celebrity squares we'll have oh, going on? Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So, working with Skeletron and, you know, Mark and Ben, uh, you know, right now it's just through freelance contract work, yeah. uh, you know, but I, you know, I told him, I'm like, look, I love what you're doing. I want to be as involved as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't want to, uh, uh, I don't want to commit yet. Sure, <laughs> you know, I want to sure. play the field a little, you know, one of the, one of the things that, you know, I, I immediately thought of, you know, when I was let go was like, well, this sucks, but mm. right now is this crazy golden age of, action figures yeah. particularly in the independent market absolutely um you know and so i before leaving hasbro i saw what skeletron was doing you know i saw boss fight was doing yeah. the horseman uh you know savage crucible yeah. you know and all these other companies that i was like ooh, you know i want to i want to play with them you know yeah, i, yeah. I want to play with their toys you know and i want to get in there and see you know is there something that i can work on with them to be you know have a small part of that uh, and so Skeletron was the first one, um, you know, and then uh, fell in with Boss Fight after that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I was just at PowerCon uh, and I did Joe yeah. Fest earlier, you know, and so I'm doing all the networking things so that I can, you know, play with all these companies, you know, as, so that, you know, selfishly so that I can, yeah. you know, be part of that, you know, and make cool stuff. Uh, but also, you know, I do have a lot of expertise, you know, in manufacturing articulation, yeah, you know, yeah. and just general, you know, uh, action figure development that, you know, a lot of the independent companies don't necessarily have without having been at Hasbro yeah, for yeah, you know, totally. 10, 10 years. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I want to be able to lend my expertise to them because I want their product to be good because I want it. Exactly. Yeah, you're making it for yourself, basically, aren't you? In the, at the end of that's yes. the that's the that's the full circle situation. Um, exactly. <laughs> and one last thing I want to mention is uh, that it was kind of revealed over PowerCon uh, that you're doing yes. the six inch Court of the Dead stuff for Boss Fight Studio. Yeah. Uh, so that's super exciting. Um, I am a little eccentric. <laughs> 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 um amazing and uh yeah so when the uh when sideshow started doing the court of the dead statues yeah. i was They're immediately insane, smitten yeah yeah oh, they are gorgeous it was the one you know, it, was the, it was the mermaid one where you have the water around her waist like halfway yep. up the, and i'm just like that's magical what they've just yeah. what they've done there i've never seen that in statues before yeah, you know, they really elevated the bar, mm. you know, and it because it was their, you know, owned and operated brand, yeah. they were able to even do, you know, to uh, work on designs that will work best for the premium format statues that they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, I, so each one is just this, you know, new level of incredible, yeah. you know, and so I've been obsessed with them, but... I need to be able to draw a line somewhere, yeah. you know, in collecting. Yeah, yeah. And so generally, you know, I'm like, okay, six inch, you know, articulated action figures is the main thing I collect. I do venture out of that a Occasionally. lot. Occasionally. But, <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes to statues, the they're obviously on the high end of cost, you know, and space. And so uh, I, I hadn't gotten any. Um, and uh, so then uh, when Boss Fight started to do the four inch figures, yeah. You know, I was like, "Ooh, you know, that's great. That's really exciting." And so, you know, I got the wave one of those. You get so many um, in Kia. Yes, uh, yeah, and they're beautiful, you know, and they're great figures, uh, you know. And uh, and then when they revealed wave two a couple of months ago, uh, you know, I was like, "Okay, now we're getting into the meat of Court of the Dead." You know, yeah, I'm super yeah. excited about it. But my heart lies in six inch. And so in January, uh, I was getting lunch with Fred. We were hanging out. Uh, I had picked up some toys for him. We were doing a toy exchange, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Fred is with Boss Fight Studios. I assume most people know. But um, and I was chatting with him, and I was just like, dude, these four-inch Court of the Dead figures you're doing are incredible. I'm like, but six inches where it's at, you know? Like, six-inch figures, The that is where the – you know, the fan base is, mm. uh, you know, the majority of it, you know, and there's so much more you can do at six inch, you know, and obviously very selfishly, that was what I wanted to collect. Yeah. And, you know, and at the time he was just like, yeah, I know, you know, I, I would think that was, you know, I think that would be great, but you know, eh, we'll see. Uh, 
probably three weeks later, <laughs> I get let go. Oh, God. And Fred was, you know, and Fred pretty much immediately, you know, calls me up or texts, I don't know. And it's just like, hey, this sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, but you remember that conversation we were having a couple weeks ago? <laughs> uh, so we are actively getting the license for six inch, you know, from Sideshow, and we're going to move forward with it. Wow. And we are going to have death in wave one. Do you want to be the sculptor on it? Oh, my God. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, in my lowest of lows, he gives me this holy grail yeah. project for me yeah. that was just like, oh, this is so perfect. You know, it's yeah. like the exact type of beautiful, grotesque thing that I like, <laughs> you know, and they're doing it at six inch, the scale that I like, you know, and fully articulated. And, you know, it was just like, oh, my God, dude, yes, I would love to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was able to get that sculpt, uh, you know, done. There's still a couple things I'm finishing on it uh but we were able to have a 3d print at powercon and uh you know so wave one is going to be death and cure um you know and so they essentially took the accessories and sculpt and such you know scaled it up from the four inch um you know and then added uh the updated articulation that is you know a uh, standard for six inch you know um so they'll have They'll both have butterfly joints, uh, you know, multiple points of articulation in the torso. Will their head uh, be able to touch their knee, though? Is that? Um, <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Let's just say, yeah. <laughs> if I have anything to say about it, yes. Snap. Um, I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they do have some pretty complex designs, uh, so I'm not sure if they'll be able to do that. Yeah. But um they 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 look incredible you know, are looking gorgeous. yeah phenomenal uh, you know, stuff. and so I'm, I'm excited to uh get those out and get them in people's hands um granted in like a year from now yeah yeah <laughs> um but they're they're going to be beautiful and you know also one of the things is boss fight you know they're a small company and so they're always gauging you know fan uh yeah uh interaction yeah. and fan you know, interest. And so that's a big part of why we, uh, we, they uh, revealed the court of the dead six inch figures so early is because they want to make more, you know, so they want to make sure that the audience is there, uh, you know? And so I was, you know, at PowerCon always encouraging people like, Hey, take a picture, tag it, put it online. You know, if you want this to happen, you know, and you want a whole line of it, you know, the more excitement around it, the better. And, you know, I, I definitely think people are excited for them. So oh, absolutely. I love that line to keep going because the designs of all the core of the dead characters are, are incredible. It's so. ne it's next level. And the funny thing is it, it's right. It's, it's one of those things that had you not told me you were into, I would assume you were into it. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it's just, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's just phenomenal stuff. And um, yeah, the, uh, the obviously the the powercon stuff they showed off which i actually packed for you but uh the the powercon <laughs> <laughs> the powercon stuff that, oh, yeah. that was shown off i mean absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal looking and um, it's just yeah. so nice that you're going from you know like like you said that kind of ultimate low that that real low point immediately yeah. Yeah. into what is effectively like at least you know hey here's here's another dream for you to get involved with you know what i mean yeah, exactly. You know, and that, that was part of it. You know, I had the dream job, Yeah. you know, that, that up to that point, you know, and, and really it was that like two years of being on GI Joe, you know, and being on power Rangers, you know, but particularly right at the, the 
tail end, you know, of, of being able to do everything we were on GI Joe, yeah. you know, that was the best my career had ever been. That was the dream job. That was exactly where I wanted to be. Right. And then when losing that, it was like, Oh, okay. Well now I need to figure out what, what yeah, is my new, what's the next dream? Job? Yeah. You know, yeah. What's the next dream, you know? And, uh, it, it was tough, obviously, you know, but, you know, right now, I think it is just getting out there playing with these other independent companies, yeah. uh, you know, and some of the bigger companies too. Um, you know, I, I will be continuing to work with Hasbro, uh, or okay. at least that is the goal. Um, you know, I, uh, there's a rule, I guess, uh, where, you know, after a layoff or after someone leaves Hasbro, uh, of their own volition or otherwise, um, you can't do Hasbro freelance work for six months, right? Um, which is up at the end of the month for me. Oh, uh, interesting. So I have already been in talks with uh, the new sculpting manager for GI Joe, and I've been in talks with Lenny. You know, and so uh, if all goes according to plan, you know, I will still be working on some of those figures, just in a different capacity than yeah. I was before. That well, that's good news, because I feel yes. like not just for yourself, but for the fandom who've been enjoying this classified <laughs> series and you know and I'm not going to you know I'm not say solely because of you but you have yeah, a huge part to play in that enjoyment why everyone loved this loved this product so i think yep. one of the things you know we we, men we mentioned that thing about the outpouring of kind of support and everything because you were public facing mm -hmm. it was also yeah. one of those things where everyone kind of knew what you were about knew the quality that you brought to what the brand same with Lenny they know his design chops and they know what he brings to it it, you know, yep. to lose any one of you in that capacity was going to be rough. But right. I, I just I just know that, like, you know, you, you're looking at it from the outside in going kind of like, well, where do we go from now? Like, someone else has got to take that, that position up and they've got to knock it out of the park. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's right. like you, you go from like a almost like a known variable to an unknown variable. And I think that's what kind of concerned a lot of people they were all like well what's it going to be like now without Corey?" and yeah right does that does that so it's nice to know that you might be you know getting back into that brand yeah again. yeah you know yeah i i will have you know i'll have my hands on it in some way uh you know but obviously the new sculpting manager on it uh he's incredibly talented i know he's going to keep the ball rolling yeah. uh you know and uh he, i've already talked to lenny about how they're working together you know oh he will it'll be good he um you know and they they're all you know already getting along you know and and coming up with some cool stuff uh you know and so um you know i i i know that he's going to continue to uh you know have the brand be you know, incredible. And he's going to bring things to it that I didn't, you know, and there's going to be things that I brought to it that he won't, you yeah. know, and that's totally fine, you know, and, and it'll just be, you know, yeah, the, the, the heart of the brand is still going to be there for sure. And, you know, like I say, I'll still get to play here and there. Yeah. Um, actually I have talked to Lenny about, uh, one of the upcoming figures that I would like to work on. Nice. Uh, you know, and so if, if all goes well, I can, uh, uh, you know, hopefully in like, I don't know, I guess probably eight months when yeah. it's revealed, <laughs> you know, I'll be able to be like, that was it. That was my first figure. I, was, oh, I thought you were, I thought you were going to tell us now. I thought you were just going to tell us now who it is. And oh, then oh, the I image didn't. Up. oh, well it's, um, oh, 
yeah forgotten <laughs> forgotten um Forgot, yeah. that's how you do it that's how you avoid that annoying question from me is just say i forgot mate sorry yeah. um dude yeah. that's that is brilliant though like i'm like i said i'm, I'm it, yes it's bittersweet but i'm so happy that you're going to still be on the brand in some capacity um yeah. but also yeah, mate everything else that you're involved in obviously like the skeletron thing boss fight i'm just so mm-hmm. excited for what you're going to bring to those companies as well so it's it's great to kind of have you back a little bit you know like it might uh, yeah. how, does it feel like you're back in the game a little bit uh yeah oh i mean yes you know um you know one of the things is being able to do things like this more yeah uh you know hasbro being a big company there's a lot of yeah there's red uh, tape kinda, isn't there? yeah red tape and hoops that you have to jump through to make things like this happen um you know but now as a vendor and whatnot you know as long as i don't say the wrong things, you know, and get blacklisted. Oh, I hope not. Um, you know, but, uh, it, you know, now it's easier to be able to get out there in the public and talk about the things that I'm passionate about and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, and also I'm trying to, uh, build my brand yeah. essentially, you know, um, it, being a freelance sculptor, consultant, expert, you know, type of thing so that, uh, you know, when companies are like, Hey, you know, we're doing this new thing. They'll be like, oh, well, we need to contact Corey Creations. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug for myself. Nice. Uh, um, you know, just get his eyes on it, you know, and yeah. to get his input, uh, you know, and that would be the the ideal, uh, you know, and so far it's seeming to work out pretty well. Um, you awesome. know, at PowerCon, I got to talk to a bunch of independent companies, uh, you know, and get my card out there and my info. So hopefully uh, those contacts will blossom into, you know, a lot of cool stuff awesome well dude it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh thank, thank you, you so much dude it's been so much fun uh, i love chatting yeah. with you anyway like it's always it's always great um we'll yeah. have to have you on more often now and we'll just yeah you I hope for that <laughs> no absolutely yeah okay cool um right. so we'll, what we'll do about two bursts a day so you good with that <laughs> i mean i think it should be four but I guess. Okay, fine. We'll do more. <laughs> um, no, mate, we'll have you back on, no doubt. Um, well, what we should do is we should get you on like a monthly episode and we'll talk through some like little, because we do these little things where we do like our favorite, con- we concept little ideas together of what mm, we'd like to okay. see in like the classified series, for example, which yeah, you absolutely. may or may not be able to do because, you know, you might give out I'm not sure. ideas <laughs> <laughs> that you're not allowed to. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll just, we'll get you on some, in some way, shape or form. Because there's other things we want to <laughs> talk about. We want to go into more detail with the design aspect of the figures too. I think that's something we'd, yeah. I think both of us would, would enjoy ch- talking about, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, over the hour and a half we've been chatting, you know, we really just touched the surface yeah, of true. everything that goes into, yeah. you know, making a figure and, you know, coming up with the design concept and, uh, you know, the whole process, you know, and it's one of the things that I love talking about. You know, I'm yeah. passionate about figures, but I'm particularly passionate about how they're produced, yeah. how they're manufactured, you know, and the mass production of that, yeah. um, you know, and it's one of the things that I really became an expert at, uh, you know, and love talking about, love awesome. teaching people, you know, about articulation and all those things. So, yeah, we'll do a part yeah, two. We'll, do, we'll just do a part two and get stuck into a bunch of figures. Um, Great. <laughs> it might be cool, actually, obviously, with the most recent uh, wave that's out, maybe we could go through mm-hmm. that and talk talk through that a little bit and go back yeah. go back through the years. We could just do a we could just do a Corey design breakdown thing, couldn't we? 
Actually, <laughs> I love it. Yep. That sounds great. Okay, cool. We'll get well. Yeah. You're getting you back on then. That's that's awesome, dude. Thank you so okay. much for joining me today. It's been an absolute. Thank you for pleasure. having me. Um, right then, that's it for this episode of the Full Force Redacted. Thank you to my love wonderful it. guest Corey Cantaloupe. Yeah. See you next yep. time. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. And as always, after three, you know what to do, right? You have to shout full force. You I do. That? Oh, you remember? Yep. yep. One, <laughs> two, three. Full, full force. force. Brilliant stuff. Access granted. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force access granted